0: You are now tuning into Goddess Culture with Jordan and Shanice.
1: Hey guys, welcome to episode 22. Oh my goodness. Of the Goddess Culture Podcast. What's up? We are back and our sound should sound better.
0: Praise God because Last week was struggle. It was
1: really a struggle. So And yeah, we noticed, even though you guys didn't point it out.
0: <laughs> Nobody <laughs> was cool. in our comments or DMs about how crappy the sound quality was. They was
1: trying to be nice, but it was horrible. But yeah, we're back at it with our nice, expensive mic. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's jump right at the news. Okay, mm-hmm. R. Kelly's cult, or the girls that R. Kelly is holding hostage... Or, I don't know, R. Kelly's girlfriends. However you want to put it, the girl's parents is saying that, basically, R. Kelly brainwashed her, and now she's, like, living with him and does not communicate with her family.
0: Yeah, um, I saw this meme. The only reason I even knew about this in the first place is because I saw this meme that was like, how much more can R. Kelly do before the black community stops messing with him? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, I mean... I feel like, listen, this is not to say R. Kelly was not great at what he did. That does not mean he's not an F that person. So, I think we should have left R. Kelly alone a long time ago. That's just my opinion. But if this stuff is true, I like truly, he's a sick individual.
1: He's been He peed on a child. (laughs) Not only that, he married Aaliyah when she was 15 and he was 27. This man is- He married a 15-year-old. R. Kelly's been a pervert, okay? He's yeah. been trapped in the closet, like he said. <laughs> he likes to piss on people. Like, the black community needs to stop standing up for R. Kelly. We need to just let him go to jail. Because R. Kelly ain't going to do nothing for you but kill no, ser- your kids and-,
0: <laughs> and take your teenage daughter. No,
1: no, seriously. Like, he needs help. Like, he needs serious help. And I don't know, yo. I'm just... I can't.
0: Yeah, he, he, I'm not gonna say I don't still bump his music every now and then, but actually only when it comes on. I really don't (laughs) turn on R. Kelly's music myself. (laughs) But anyhow, that's a whole nother conversation. But yeah, um, keep whoever that girl is up in your prayers. And apparently she's not the only one.
1: There have been others. And she said that she's fine. I mean, she is grown. She's 23. So if she decides to be with R. Kelly, that's her damn business. But um, she needs to reach out to her family and just, like, figure it out personally. It doesn't have to be on yeah. a platform such as social media.
0: Right. I just pray there's no foul play either. Yeah, because seriously.
1: Because he needs to go to People who are sexual
0: deviant- deviants have a tendency to display violent behavior.
1: Absolutely.
0: So that's that. <laughs> Curl Fest 2017. Yes. On to a lighter note. Curl Fest. I actually had a great time at Crow Fest. Me too. Um, I'll be posting videos and pictures. I was supposed to do it last night, but that didn't happen, so I'll post them. When you hear this, you'll hear this, what, Thursday? Yeah. I'll have a blog post up on Thursday. It's not going to be in-depth. It's just going to be the photos I captured and maybe some captions, but regardless, they'll be up.
1: Awkwardly enough, Jordan and I went separately. Yeah. And we actually <laughs> did not find each other until we met up for dinner that night. But, all we do is eat. <laughs> all we do is eat, and it was really hectic. Like it was hard to get around. Like, yeah, let's just start by saying Prospect
0: Park should have. They should have reserved like two sections of the park. Yeah, it was my pretty fair tight. opinion. Did you? She okay? So Shanice came like a little later. And I'll tell you, I tried to show up like on time so I could get one of them free bags. First of all, she didn't. I love my people, right? <laughs> But why do y'all only show up when stuff is free? (laughs) Y'all only show up on time when things are free. And I'm like, you know, we're going to get ahead of the game. Like, we're going to show up on time, tiny bit early, just to see, like, where we fall in line. Let's be one of the first 100. Girl, that line was wrapped clear around the park. I wasn't waiting in nobody's mile and a half line. So I just walked in and found a nice little spot right underneath the shade to pop a nice blanket.
1: Right and Jordan's and like, somebody who's always on time, so she probably was there like, "What the hell?" No,
0: honest to God, I show I was like, I do not <laughs> have it in my soul to wait in this line. It makes no sense, but it's good for CurlFest, Fest though, because that means people got the message.
1: Yeah, it we're was excited about the trendy. products.
0: Exactly, excited about what what was happening and
1: had a good time. Yeah, and the vendors were great. Yeah, the vendors were great. The The Icy Man was great. It was a jerk <laughs> chicken truck. And, you know, I'm all for the food. Yes. I, was, I got lost getting there. And I got lost leaving. But I had a great hour and 13-minute experience <laughs> at, at Curlfest. It was just so hot. It like, was. It mm-hmm. was a no make. They should have wrote, no Curl Fest, hashtag don't wear makeup. Can I tell
0: you, I did not. I put on an eyebrow.
1: You know what? I don't know where I thought I was going. I, put I really on don't
0: eight eyebrow and I did put on lipstick.
1: I shouldn't have put on not a thing. But
0: that was it. Because I knew it. the way I be sweating, like, it's just it's not a cute thing. Uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not. But um, moving forward, did you guys hear Michael Vick's comments about Colin Kaepernick? If you didn't, please listen to what he said. I'll just summarize it really quickly. He basically said. Colin Kaepernick needs to change his appearance to appeal to the the football audience, (laughs) i.e. Caucasian people. (sighs) Okay, where do I start? Firstly, I feel like you shouldn't be judged based off what you look like. Uh Aha, that's everybody should feel like that, but, you know, it doesn't really happen, whatever. But Michael Vick is someone who went to jail... Sorry. Michael Vick went to federal prison for dog fighting. So yeah, Michael Vick's attorney and Michael Vick's family and friends were probably like, yeah, Michael Vick, cut your hair, Michael Vick. Uh, dress well, Michael Vick. Go into court and appeal to the jurors and the judge. That's okay because you're a convict. Okay, that's fine. Colin Kaepernick is not a convict. Colin Kaepernick kneels down, I mean, he doesn't stand for the pleasure of allegiance. Mm -hmm. He stands up for something that he believes in, and because of that, you're telling him he should change his appearance to appeal. I think
0: think that the issue lies in Michael Vick saying that he has to basically appeal um, physically to the audience that he's trying to sway, and I think that kind of defeats the purpose of...
1: What, th- his, what, his, what he's what he's standing not standing for. for exactly.
0: You know what I'm saying? So yeah, like, I was telling Shanice, like we were discussing this before. Um, if if this was were me in high school or maybe like up until probably like my freshman or sophomore year of high school, I probably would have agreed with Michael Vick. But that's because I also wasn't ex- like I didn't think about it from a personal standpoint of someone being judged by the way they look. Someone being told they're incompetent, or someone being told that their cause isn't worthy because of the way they look, which is completely unfair. But then, then you like things like Trayvon Martin and like people just dying, black people being killed just because becomes hyper publicized, and that's kind of put in your face. Like he's killed because he had on a hoodie and he was black. You know what I'm saying? Like. Um, someone is big and, and looks like they could probably take you but not even worried about you, but you're going to kill them because you're afraid of the way they look. And right. then it brings it down to, like, this level, whereas Colin Kaepernick probably is not going to be killed by a cop for looking the way he does. However, people are not going to...
1: Hire him and they're going to judge him. Exactly.
0: People are not going to believe his cause because he decided to grow his hair out and throw his fist up, which is completely unfair. So...
1: And this is all because, you know, no one has picked him up, I think, from, like, for the NFL. Like, yeah. he he hasn't been, like, I don't know, hired to throw a football. <laughs> which is, you know, his how he makes his money. But I'm sure he has a lot of money. And Michael Vick, someone who's not even in the NFL. I don't know. Quote me if I'm wrong. Don't quote me if I'm wrong. Because I'm not NFL. Like, I don't know it. But, like, I don't think he should have had an opinion on something like that and if he did he should have said something more positive. Or he
0: could have called Colin Kaepernick and said it to him personally. I think You know where, what I'm saying where a lot of people get the game messed up is where they feel the need to publicize every conversation, everything that happens, you make yourself look like the asshole. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like even if Mike Vick was coming from a place of like genuine concern and care, putting it on a public platform like that is probably not the best thing to do, period ever.
1: At all. In my opinion. Well, in our opinion. Right. But, yeah. So, our affirmation today.
0: Our affirmation is, I am guided and divinely protected. Mm. And this, a, a variation of this has kind of been, like, resurfacing for me a lot lately. But, um, actually, I talk about these people a lot, at least to my friends. So, I used to work at a spa when I lived in Columbus. And um, it was owned by two daughters and a mother. And... Um, Basically, there are people who really cared about, like, your feelings and journaling and yoga and, like, wellness and taking care of yourself. And she happened to write a post. Um, I'm just going to, like, I'm not going to read the entire thing, but I'll just basically summarize it. A piece of her post is basically saying, like, what faith was. And it's, like, knowing that you're divinely protected and that your ancestors or a force behind you propelling you to go and do and be great and stuff like that. So it just made me think about how I have so many people who got come before me who've worked so hard so that I can be where I am. And I know that because they're no longer here anymore it doesn't mean that the work has stopped. It doesn't mean that everything they have done to make my life what it can be has stopped. They're still protecting me from wherever they are. And I think at this point in my life, I'm kind of experiencing that. So when I'm able to recognize a good day, I can really sit in it and truly be in it and it's not like just passing me by. It's the people that have worked so hard to put me through school or to set an example that my great-grandmother had to go to school so that my grandmother told her kids that they had to go to school so that my mom knew that she had to go to school so I could go to school. You know what I'm saying? There's so many forces that work together to ensure that I have the life I have now and it's not done yet. So I know for sure that I'm protected and I confidently feel like there's a force that surrounds me and propels me all the time. Wow. So yeah, that was like my very detailed. <laughs>
1: no, I <laughs> like me that. I Actually, I never thought about it like that. But yeah, it's definitely a generational thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Somebody had to do something in order to encourage the next person to do something. Mm-hmm. You know, because we could have all coasted after slavery. You know. Totally.
0: And also, it's even the stuff that I do for myself or that we do for ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like coming to meet here every week.
1: I'm All promising right.
0: something for my future. You know what I'm saying? So that I'm Mentir. doing <laughs> AF. But, you know, we're doing things to protect ourselves and our future, and the universe is receiving that and rewarding us for it. So. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and unbossed? Okay.
0: So unbossed this week. It actually is going to be tied into me talking about, and I know I'm late, the Supernatural Wellness Tour with Fran and Geradmi and Hasna that I went to a couple weeks ago, two weekends ago, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so you can learn more about that if you go to hey for, at hey, Fran hey, you can look into all the stuff they do and where they go, but they gave us, um, one of the sponsors of the tour was Lone Natural Body Care, and they started out as a deodorant company, so... Um, This is actually kind of like a generational family-based kind of company. In the 50s, their grandmother decided that she was going to kind of like take health to another level. It's at a time where people were smoking a lot and drinking a lot and not really caring about their health. So she started like making natural remedies for skincare products or issues. And then in 2009, so skipping like 50 plus years later, their father wanted to try to make his own natural deodorant because he didn't see that like a lot of those companies out there. So they make um, natural deodorant, lip care, tea baths, and body um, body care. So like lotions and the things that I got in my little sample pack thing were two deodorants, um, the cream mint and the citrus. I'm sorry, the citrus <laughs> deodorant. I don't know what I was trying to say just now. It's been a long day. Um, and other two, my favorite is the cream mint. And a lot of natural deodorants have baking soda. I think that's what's in them that is supposed to help, like, keep you dry however it, like, discolors your armpits, and this doesn't have any of that in there. Um, I, like, have really made a switch to, like, natural skincare, like, remedies and stuff like that, but I've always been afraid to try natural deodorants because, one, I don't want discolored armpits, and then, two, one of my pet peeves is for someone to smell, like, um body odor. Mm-hmm. If you smell musty... I might have to fight you because if you could if I could smell you I know you can smell you don't bring yourself around me <laughs> but honest to god I work in the city now it's hot as hell in the summertime I literally have to walk after I get off the train I to, I'm under the tunnel in the tunnel I gotta walk five blocks and one avenue to get to where I'm going so so what happens did not smell myself and I was not funky and none of that so this deodorant actually works Just throwing that out there and I also um two lip. Um, products came there. So I got the vanilla sugar scrub and the lemon mints. So the vanilla sugar scrub, um, they, first of all, the containers are shaped like little deodorants. It's like the cutest freaking thing I've ever seen. I know mm-hmm. it sounds weird, but it's cute. <laughs> the, the scrub one isn't like, it's not like where you dip your finger in a lip scrub and like scrub your lips. It, sh- it just has like little like grainy pieces in it. And it's actually not even that distracting where if you put it on as a chapstick, you couldn't take it off because it felt weird. So you put that on, wipe it off, and then of the two, my favorite is the lemon mint. Smells delicious, and it lasts a long time. So, with that being said, check out Lone, De- um, Lone Natural Body Care on Instagram. I think they're at lone.bodycare or at lone.body. Either way, we'll put it in the cu- in the notes of this episode. But, yeah, that's Unbossed this week. I'm going to try out. it.
1: This sounds cool. I'm so afraid of deodorants. Natural I like, deodorants, I'm, yeah. like I stick to, like, one thing
0: same one thing that works let me tell you i was a long time secret user like a long from the time that i was like first putting on deodorant and my mom said when a kid starts smelling like adult an adult that's when they start using deodorant so i mean i wasn't like six using deodorant but probably like right before i yeah like end of elementary school or whatever until i was an adult like sophomore year in college was using secret all of a sudden Sleeker wasn't vibing with me, so I use Dove. That's what I use. And it's been doing me really well, but there's so many things in de- toxins and deodorant that you don't even realize. And because of where it's located, that's why people say stuff like it causes breast cancer. Everything calls breast cancer these days. However, you're, you have a lymphatic system, and your lymphatic system cleans your body of the toxins. So whatever, like things you eat, ingest, um, through your food, skin, medicine, all that stuff, it cleans your body out. Uh, your lymphatic system and your kidneys, because deodorant because you have lymphs underneath your underarms and you you're putting deodorant right there, it like clogs the pores. Oh. Okay. And um, cells can grow abnormally or it can block wood and to get out. Um, so just be mindful of the type of stuff that's in the deodorants you're wearing. So that's why I thought this was like a cool thing.
1: That is pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, um, goddess chat today. I'm thinking of changing the word goddess chat to just chat. Okay. Is it too aggressive? We don't want to be just for girls. Right? Yeah. Okay, we'll leave it. No, we could take it out. So we just call it the chat? Sure. The chat. Okay. <laughs> you guys let us know what you think. Should we change it to the chat or should we leave it goddess chat? Either way, it's still the same thing. But yeah, today we are talking about the hic- Hypocrisy. The <laughs> hypocrisies of the church. So it is going to get a little bit... Um, controversial. Controversial and deep mm-hmm. as fuck. Mm-hmm. But um, please, you know, let's keep it PG. <laughs> like, let's not be hostile. Yeah. And I also don't want to be talking... Towards about- us. <laughs> please. Yeah.
0: Okay. I get what you're saying. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to set this disclaimer now. Disclaimer. (laughs) That in no way, shape, or form are we saying don't go to church. Um, We're not talking about anybody who does go to church because, don't get me wrong, I'm still going to have my fair share of church services, and I also love a good praise and worship. I also still listen to gospel music.
1: So Right, and my family is very, very heavily in the church, Mm -hmm. like my mom's side of family. So I don't want nobody to judge me or call my grandma and tell them. (laughs) So... (laughs) Yeah, let's jump right into it. Yeah. Um, spirituality versus religions, like being religious, is different. Completely different. Mm-hmm. Two completely different things. I think spirituality is being one with the world, believing that there is something divine and something, something amazing that goes on, but not actually like pinpointing it to like one thing. I think, I think they're
0: they're different. But I think that spirituality can exist in religion, but I also feel like putting religion on spirituality kind of like dispels the purpose of religion, of spirituality. So I can be, I can be religious and pray every day and go to church and follow everything the Bible says and still have like a personal divine connection to God, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And still, like, feel like there's a greater power and, like, all this kind of stuff. But I think on the other end, spirituality is less attached to the specific practice Of doing something to
1: a T or by someone else's rules. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, that's I I agree. Spirituality is like, I feel like I'm a spiritual person. Definitely. I definitely believe there is a God. Mm -hmm. And I believe that, you know, he does divine things and he is a man of his word Mm -hmm. or a woman of his word. Mm -hmm. He is just like a spirit. So like, I don't have like, I don't have that direct, like, I don't want to say anybody's church but like catholic for example they have different angels that they worship to and different uh gods right like god of this and god of that well they have saints saints of this and saints of that like i don't really have that type of mindset it's more so i just believe there's just like a divine spirit Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i um i agree and i think how i look at it is actually I was just having this conversation with somebody. I don't think that there is, I don't think anyone's religion is wrong because I, I'm actually not going to dive too far into it because I also don't want nobody to tell me I'm wrong. But the Bible um, story about like the Tower of Babylon, or is it Babylon? I, I think that's what it is. Basically, we have all these languages and God's basically like figure it out. Y'all messed up. Not everybody got to figure out what's going on or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think what he did was make it so that his word reaches people in different ways. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody doesn't think alike. Everyone doesn't act alike. Everybody doesn't, you know, your your brain works differently, whatever. So, whereas, you know, Catholics believe that you gotta tell a priest, I don't know how that works. I'm not Catholic, a, a but you like talk priest. to a priest and you a priest t- prays for you. You tell whatever. them your sins. Yeah, but don't they like, you, you like tell the priest to pray for you or something? Yeah. Regardless of the fact, I don't, I, I'm not gonna do that. But I also, that's kind of like their journey and how their relationship with God is. But I'm not going to say that because you're a Catholic, being Protestant isn't correct or being
1: Muslim isn't correct. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. But I also think that the church isn't what the Bible says. In my opinion, I agree. I think the, the church, church is a different is different. Is different because- yeah, the church is a business. The church is. I don't even think the 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 similarities between the church and the Bible are as strong as they used to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I think the church, like I said, is a business. It's, it's all about it's the tithes and the offerings. Um, it's very touched by man's hands. Right. So the
0: interpretation is left to people who right. sometimes work in their best interest.
1: It's always in their best interest. For example, priests, you know, they've, they have a reputa- represent, reputation. Uh, reputation. Reputation to do certain things. But you have to remember they're people, but they're claiming... Not claiming, but... You know, if it's your religion, then they're claiming that they speak the word of God. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're also human, and human make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, like, like nuns. Like, nuns don't have sex.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? It, in the Bible, doesn't it say God put us Adam and Eve to reproduce and be fruitful with the world?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like... It does not relate at all.
0: Yeah, I think it's like... I think my discourse... Like I said, I'm still gonna go to church every now and then. I'm still gonna listen to gospel music and all that kind of stuff. And I guess where I kind of like uh, when I how I first real, when I first realized that I think I was more of a spiritual person than a religious person. I was very kind of torn because I felt like I was choosing like. Believe God and Jesus and do what the you know do what you're supposed to do in a church or don't do that and you're sinning you know what I'm saying and that, that was like hard for me but I think how I first started coming around to the fact that I'm more spiritual and religious when I was going to churches I would stay there for like a couple of months and the pastor or somebody or a member of the church would do or say something and I'm like see, I'm here to get away from the same stuff that I'm going through at school or at home. And you're doing the same stuff. And right. like you said, people are human and they're going to make mistakes and stuff like that. It's just that I don't want to come to like the house of the Lord and hear somebody be like, and if you're gay, I can pray it out of you. Because I firmly no. don't believe God makes mistakes. And if somebody came out the womb, a man came out the womb feeling like he loved another man or a woman came out the womb. That's his
1: business. Feeling like she loved
0: another woman. God made him or her that way. That's his Therefore, business. That's like, not a mistake.
1: You know what I'm saying? And that's a good point you say, because, like, I grew up in the church, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, talking about Sunday, my mom used to have the church van come pick us up. Mm-hmm. We was in before Sunday church, the church service, and then after Sunday church. I don't know if yeah, y'all... I was in the fellowship hall <laughs> <hole> afterwards. <laughs> we was in the whole... We would spend the whole day in church. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, like, now I'm at a point where, like, college... I went to college and I kind of fell off. And I was looking for... Like, I was avidly looking for a church home. Like, when I tell you I was asking people to refer me to different church... Homes, I, I done been to a Catholic church. I African church a Trinidadian church I've been to every type of church and I feel like the similarities that that turn me off so much is how judgmental the church is Mm -hmm. I feel like I come here thinking like I'm gonna be like Honest about myself and sit in God's light and be around like-minded individuals. But then you, where you get there and it's like if you're not the godliest person you here, know, people are looking down girl, on you. Girl, you me. put a listen. If you pull seven dollars out your your wallet and you only put two, and the lady that has the the trade looks at you and you drop the other five, like that's guilt. <laughs> like she's all looking at me hard. I'm like, damn, like this is my last seven yeah. dollars. But I mean, that's just like a joke but no that's kind of real sometimes it because is <laughs>
0: I'm gonna be honest with you I've literally been in school. like I grew up a little different so my mom never made us go to church and um, when I was younger when I was like very young I was close to my dad's parents so he, they, they were like heavily involved in the church so they used to like pick my brother was a crybaby, so he didn't go so they used to pick me up every now and then <laughs> When I was, like, little. And I would, like, go to church whatever. And it was, like, it, it doesn't matter. I'm, I was about to digress. But anyhow, I used to go every now and then. And then me and my grandparents, like, fell off, I guess. It didn't go to church for a while. Then I started going to this new dance studio. So, like, in seventh grade or so, one of my really, like, one of my best friends, um, her father was the pastor of the church. And he was very... To me, how I experienced him, how I saw it, wasn't very a judgmental experience at all. And plus, I was dancing with the um, studio who was connected to the church. So, when we danced on Sundays, obviously, I was there. You know what I'm saying? Or if all my friends, you know, they all went to church every week. So, I would start going a little bit more. Right. But then, you know, things happened. Nothing negative. But um, I got to high school and we... Weren't dancing at the church as much, so I actually didn't go as much. Then I got to college and felt the need to have a church home and to be, you know, basically create my own experience with God and not have it so guided by who I was around. So I joined Gospel Choir. Girl, I got there and it was the most catty.
1: Ungodlike experience Girl. I had ever had in my life. It, it's really the people who claim God like He's on their shoulder every I'm talking, day. I'm
0: talking telling us like don't go to parties. Don't you shouldn't be out late with nobody. Like who are you to judge? What? Because you go, the thing is you're told not to go to a party and you find them at the party and it's like how you how do you tell me not to be where I'm about right. to be but you there. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that was just a really weird experience for me.
1: I think that, for me personally, I feel like why I strayed away from the church more so is that I obviously disagreed with some of the ways that some church people did act and did respond to different things. Um, Because my family was so involved in the church, that means, like, you know, our business was all out there, you know? Everything that happened in your household if you're somebody told somebody of your other family members and it ended back in the church, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then people are looking at you, people are judging you. Wow, you know I've never saying? had that experience. Yeah, it's really intense to constantly feel like you have to live up to the to the light of people who aren't God. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized, like, being, being faithful to God and being spiritual shouldn't be confined to walls. Like, Agreed. I shouldn't have to be in a uh, four-by-four wall, sit with a group of people who are not like-minded individuals and feel like I'm doing God's what God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So then recently, uh, I think it was Easter. I feel like I have to go to church on Easter. I don't know why. Resurrection Sunday, like I have to go to church. Uh-huh. So me and Jalen just like Googled the church and we like went to the church. And we sat there and we just, like, listened to the word. And it was really refreshing because yeah. the pastor was kind of younger. So he was like, yeah, I know y'all want to get out of here for the game and stuff. And, you know, it wasn't really as intimate as far as people being in my business. And I didn't feel that pressure to walk up to the podium and do start catching the Holy Spirit or anything <laughs> like that. It was very, like relax. Yeah. And that's an environment I feel like I could flourish in because I feel like when it comes to Christianity and spirituality, I want to learn. Like, I want to I want to be able to, like, learn more, but I don't want that pressure of... You're not perfect so you don't belong here. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Because I, 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 I party on... Listen, I party hard on Saturday <laughs> nights, but I will wake up and be at church at 9 a.m. and look like nothing ever happened and I don't want people to judge me for that. Yeah. I don't want to be looked at like... Because no
0: one's perfect. And I think that's really, like, the point that we're driving here is that we're not saying we don't like churches or we don't like religion it's just that in today i don't know if it i can't say it's a today's society issue but the experience that we have with a lot of churches it is not it's a lot more about the appearances than it is about the spiritual aspect of that's a good point following christ
1: and doing what jesus would do you know what i'm saying that's a really good point because as far as i know if you've ever watched like the passion of christ Mm -hmm. or any church related movie remember i'm a church kid so from like one to like nine (laughs) i was in church so all on these church movie nights everybody like whenever you see like the movie you see them in like rags Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying you see jesus was hung and he was like stripped and you see like um like his family and the people in the village, they didn't have much. You know what I'm saying? But when you come to a black church, I swear to God, it's like Fashion <laughs> Day, New York Fashion Week times freaking L.A. Fashion Week. Like, everyone is wearing the best of the best, and I feel like that's a distraction. I mean, I feel like I should be able to go to church, how what I feel comfortable in, and be able to get the same... Not get the same, like, looks. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's more so who got on Louboutins or who's... Which grandma hat is tilted the best, so...
0: I agree, but also disagree a little bit.
1: No, I don't think you should have to dress up to church at all. I
0: don't think... I don't think you should have to, point blank, period. But I do know, and I'm gonna kind of, like... I always take this back to being, like, a little Angela Davis, but a time when slaves didn't have much and the only time they had the right to wear anything that looked nice was on sundays and they got to worship god so i think that's where the whole where your sundays best thing came from because the only opportunity that you have outside of picking cotton and sweeping floors and raising people's kids to feel good about the way you looked and and to be prideful and things that you've earned was at that time i think that kind of you know, made its way to like okay, today's but, society. But, but are I,
1: you wearing it to show off? No. Are I, you wearing it so God can see you wearing a nice no, outfit? Well no, listen, like, that's why I said
0: I agree, but I disagree. Like I disagree to the fact that people, you know, I agree to the fact that it's not a fashion show and you don't come to church to be seen. You don't come to church to show off what, what shoes saying? you just got. You also don't come to church to shit on nobody. You know what I'm saying? I feel like a lot of that happens, but in and, and, and to your point, as well, people kind of have left the reason why people wear their Sundays best yeah. in the first place. You know what I'm saying? So if anybody still follows that? By all means, wear your good stuff.
1: But yeah. it's not necessary. Like God, my biggest issue. God's not judging you based off of if you got fifty dollars or if you get five hundred thousand dollars in your bank account. Like that's not what He's looking for. And I feel yeah. like everyone's, well, not everyone's, but like. Some people got like. I think
0: my big my issue is less with the people who come, who are members of the church and stuff, than it is with the pastors who are up in Bentleys and Beamers and.
1: You know what I'm saying? And Wasn't if a you pa- have,
0: a pastor on a helicopter the other day, yes. Girl. If you have a, you know, if your pastor's also a doctor, then you know his money, his coins is his business. But I just right. truly hope that nobody's dibbling and dabbling in that collection plate and I think to you, make that three piece suit pop.
1: And I think you said it earlier how like or we were discussing how it's a business and, like, the tithes and the offering. So for those of you who aren't familiar with the church, your tithes is supposed to be, like, 10 to 20% mm-hmm. of, like, how much you make.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Something around that time. Yes. So I'm talking about people are putting, like, real substantial Like, I can speak for my family. They put substantial amounts to the point where they don't even drop it into the, the plate. They have to get an envelope and lick the envelope and write the amount mm-hmm. and the, the our last name on it and give it to the pastor. Or, like, give it to the church. So, like, where does that money go? All right? So the money goes, it's supposed to go to sustain to, to sustain the, the church. church, to sustain the church office, if mm-hmm. your church has an office, if you have a Sunday school program to yeah, finance that.
0: Volunteer efforts, like and, soup kitchens and stuff right. like
1: that. And, and to, to help the pastor, okay? Let me put an emphasis on help the pastor, okay? Because some of these pastors <laughs> are out here and what Jordan said, their three-piece suit. Living the life while their congregation is coming together with their two pieces of coins to try to do in God's like do God's work and you're like fraudulent, you're lying <laughs> to them, you're saying the money is going certain places and it's not.
0: I think I'm learning here that our biggest issue was with corrupt
1: churches. I think, I, think <laughs> I think so. I think that's where our our episode kind of took a turn. But, like, I feel like, like, what's to say what's the good church? Because there's so much corruption from priests fondling little boys, from um, people claiming that Christian the Christian pastors hate um, homosexual people. Like, where do we draw the line <laughs> at a good church? Because I feel like I've been on that journey. I've tried. I promise y'all I've tried. And... Not to say that the churches I've been to are bad, but to say I haven't found one that I'm like, wow, I, I belong here. here. Let me tell you. So at, there is a
0: church. So my friend's father no longer is a pastor at that church. So, And I'm also not in Ohio anymore, so I can't go. However, I do have a really good family friend. Um, his niece is my mom's best friend. That's how I know him. He's Uncle Kenny to me.
1: He has a <laughs> church
0: in Columbus called New Birth Christian Ministries. Um the congregation is mixed as in age like age wise primarily black, but if anybody wants to check him out, which I do do probably like twice a month, I catch up on his sermons. he does um stream so he streams them live on Sundays, all his services, and then of course they have the videos there for you to watch if you didn't make it live or whatever but um if anybody's interested, there's that one you could try that, yeah, I like Kenny
1: i'm I'm definitely gonna look at it it's online too so that's always a plus mm-hmm. but um, I actually did try a church when I moved here. It is a predominantly Caucasian church mm-hmm. okay like I've this is new to me, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying like church has always been my thing and I've gone to church with Sunday's best and predominantly black, actually predominantly Trinidadian like uh-huh. that's it. so when I came when I moved to my town and I went to that church like no like no I felt no attack I didn't even feel like I was at church mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying they we could wear like sneakers and stuff I talked about dressing down but like I meant more so like dressing how you come are come as
0: you are come as
1: you are yeah. like I'm normally somebody who would dress up yeah but like I'm also somebody who would wear like sweats and. but I wouldn't wear that to church
0: yeah or like even if it was like jeans and a top you know what I'm saying
1: yeah I didn't I I've did always
0: gone to a church says come as you are
1: praise God because well, <laughs> praise God
0: I can't I can dress up <laughs>
1: But um, I was going to say, like, I didn't fit in, mm-hmm. but, like, the word resonated with me. Like, That's the thing good. they talked about was it wasn't black or white. It was literally just the Bible. Like, and I didn't get too close to anybody for them to know too much about me. I kind of sat in the back and I just listened. But I definitely took um that to heed. Like, you don't always have to fit in to fit in, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Just because, like, I think we talked about this, inclusiveness.
0: Yeah. Just Just because it doesn't
1: look something familiar to you doesn't mean that it won't Resonate.
0: resonate. Yeah, I agree.
1: But the last question before we, like, wrap it up. Do you think the church will ever adapt? I think so. I pray so. I absolutely do
0: because people who are leading these churches... There are people who are young who are doing this and are kind of abreast and understand the way of the world now. And I think that's something that pastors, older pastors, or I don't know, whatever your your religion is, what you call them, tend to forget is. The world at the time that the Bible was put together
1: it's is a different the world.
0: Word. They're the ideas Did not have that we have now haven't happened. The things we experience, the type of individual and people you see, are nothing like back. You know, two thousand or so. You know, years ago or or longer. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think that's something that younger pastors are kind of catching on to. At least what I've seen with like the with like let's say places like Hillsong. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's not like it's a a church in the city. And they're very accepting to younger people. There are a lot of younger people who preach, younger people who are, you know, leaders of that church. So they're able to understand and see how people move in the way of the world now. So I think people see it like a lot, a lot more of that.
1: I really, I really pray that it does because I am like, I'm a very curious person. So like, I love to hear people talk about something and I, then I love to research it. Like, that's how I am. Like, you could tell me about something. I'm like, ooh, like, let me go look into it. And then it kind of goes into, like, just goes Down into, like, rabbit hole. yeah, just a rabbit hole. So, like, I really do pray that. And if anyone knows, like, a church, North Jersey-ish area that's close to here that they could recommend, I'm totally open to trying new churches. But I really hope they adapt because the times we're in is the times right now where people need a healing and need, like, A guidance and need like a light and support yes especially with like everything going on in this world that for the own the church the church the black church to turn us away because of silly things like being homosexual Mm -hmm. or being um you know just being you you know doing things that are not christ-like in their opinion i really hope they turn that around because (sighs) we need it yeah the you church definitely is do.
0: definitely a historical staple in the black community. I'm reading one of my Angelou's autobiographies right now. Um, I tell you, it's not on a white cage bird sings. it's... Gosh, I can't think of it right now, regardless of the fact. Um, it, at one of the points in the book, she's, she talks about when Martin... She, she was living in New York City at the time, well, Harlem. And um, she was talking about when Martin Luther King Jr. came to visit... And basically, how it was like this massive turnout, but she referred a lot to the host reverend or the host pastor or whatever, and it kind of like makes you remember in that times so like, the. I guess you would say like the forties, fifties, sixties. How much of a staple the black church was. Right to and the how black family. The reverends but, are. but how inclusive? You know what I'm saying? Like. Right. If you needed anything, you go to your church. Yeah. you reach out to the deacon, the pastor, the, you know what I'm saying? To right. the, the ushers. Like, they were there to be a support system for you. So, I, I, I think that's really a lot of what the Bible teaches is acceptance. It's Forgiveness. looking out for your neighbor. It, you know what I'm saying? It's things that I think a lot of those, we preach it, but the
1: actions have kind of gone by the wayside. Right. And... I just, I feel like we can definitely learn something from this. Acceptance is definitely key. hmm Inclusiveness is important. And at the end of the day, like, loving yourself and loving someone else is just as important as anything else in the world.
0: Yeah. And I think also, because our original point was spirituality in oh, church yeah. are a little different. I think what we learned is they don't have to be. Um okay. But at the same time, it's okay if you find your connection to God or the universe or a higher being outside of a church. Just because you're not in a church doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. There are people whose church, their connection to the divine is on a yoga mat or it's reading a book.
1: And if you don't connect to God on that level or if you you don't believe in that or you're like not a spiritual person and you're not religious at all, that's That's fine. That's fine. To each its own. This is in no way a reflection of any one person. This is our overall opinion. And like Jordan said, this is based off of our life experiences. Definitely. This is based off of what we've seen. And it's our podcast, so don't judge us. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah. Facts, no. Facts. (laughs) Facts.
0: But yeah. Because I can see a lot of what we said, people being like, oh. Right. You know what I'm saying? I love God. <laughs>
1: do you love God? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> no, but yeah, I'm definitely still 100% spiritual. I believe in God 100%. I believe if in not, Jesus
0: Christ, that he died for <laughs> my sins.
1: If not before, definitely now I do. Life will put you through some stuff, and it makes you find God girl, real quick. <laughs> girl. The
0: way that my bank account was set up, if I didn't have faith that there was a God who would get me to work and back.
1: No, seriously.
0: I would be in a bad place.
1: <laughs> my car... Yeah, they say not to pray to God for things that you want but let me tell y'all about some of my 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 sufferings right now uh-huh. I um yeah my car is like not working you know I had a, one of those days yesterday where I was just like emotional. Mind you, I'm not emotional at all. Like I'm not someone who's like connected to their feelings to the point where it shows every day. So yesterday I was just like, talk to me nice, please, because <laughs> I can't I can't deal with any more pain and I kinda just like prayed. Like I don't know yeah. if people if praying is uh, a hobby of yours or if you don't do it, but like you could pray anywhere. Like I literally parked pulled over by the gas station. Like, God, I know I don't got it. <laughs> but please. Some way make it happen. Can I tell like, you
0: that was my prayer on the way here? When yeah. I turned, when I turned my car on, I was like, Lord, please let there be enough gas to get me there and back because I cannot afford gas Girl, today. Time is hard. <laughs> I cannot afford gas. And listen, the last time I was here, they were like doing work on the parkway. Oh, God. Let me tell you how they put three lanes down to one lane, it was backed up, swear to God, 40 minutes so it takes me it takes me about 32 minutes for me to get to Shanice's house and back I mean to get to my house to Shanice's house and that's the total commute it was 40 minutes on the parkway not to count in the 15 minutes it takes to get Uh. on the parkway plus the another eight minutes it takes to get home from the park you know what I'm saying
1: yeah that's
0: okay I was on a road for and my gas tank flicked on Uh. on the parkway (laughs) Uh. I was on the parkway Bumping above the traffic, Googling how many miles I could drive
1: <laughs> when, when the gas light is on. See, you got to train your car. I'm
0: I, saying, I push that little button to know, like, to clear it, as, when you get gas, to clear it so you know how many miles that you could drive. Yeah. When I was, it was on 400. And I was like, <laughs> Jesus, please. please. That's, that was the whole prayer. It was just please.
1: <laughs> please. Let me make it home.
0: You know my heart.
1: <laughs> you know and what I need. But, yeah. Stay prayed up, y'all so fresh face today we're gonna talk about nature's way charcoal tablets mm-hmm. okay so it's bomb mm-hmm. Jordan James my co-host she put me on it's like the best thing since they decided to slice up bread and put it in a bag <laughs> you literally open it up and you can pop open the tablets and the charcoal dust will fall out I kind I bought a um like a reusable mini container from What's that store called that you get? CVS, Target? No. No. Okay, I'll think of the name of the store, but it's like... GNC? Bed Bath & Beyond. Okay? Yeah. No. Yeah. Bed Bath & Beyond. They have... Yeah, Bed Bath & Beyond has everything. Everything. But in the front, in the little crates, they have these reusable jars. So I just took one. I bought one. And I opened the tablets and I dusted them into there like, four. And I used the charcoal tablets for a couple different things. So one, it whitens teeth. I don't know if you guys know. It's like a natural way that you can... You put on your toothbrush, you know, after you brush your teeth and just scrub your teeth and it naturally whitens your teeth without having to use like a, a bleach or a stain to mm-hmm. clear your teeth. Two, you can use it as a face mask, okay? You add a little bit of apple cider vinegar, mix it around till it's like the Aztec clay mask type um, consistency, and you apply that to your face, let it get hard, and it's amazing, like I said. And... I think that's the only two uses I've used it for. Mm -hmm. But um, it makes a substantial difference. I use it more for my teeth because I love the idea of using organic, I mean, natural products to whiten my teeth. I am an avid teeth whitener. But um, besides that, I think it's great. I use it on my face, too. Mm -hmm. And my face is just, like, snatched. Yeah.
0: It is really great. And how it works is... um, Basically, carbon attaches itself to toxins or things that don't belong where they are and kind of like disintegrates them. So, they come in tablet form because they're good for your digestive system. So, if you have a problem digesting things or they're given to people who um, take a medicine that they didn't mean to or take a drug and, you know, to hurry up and like clear out their system, charcoal like attaches to it and gets rid of it. So, that's how it kind of works for your teeth. It attaches to those surface stains and kind of like snatches them up. <laughs> and dissolve them.
1: Right. Yeah. All right. Well, it's good stuff. That was episode 22. And, and summer
0: Fridays summer
1: Fridays we're having another one it's so exciting yes next week what's that date Fridays so it's going to be the 28th of July yes it's a party we haven't chose a place yet so don't judge us but we are meeting up for drinks and links again and we had so much fun and we can't wait to see you guys
0: yes so it's very informal just bring yourself and a friend if you want and your business cards um, no one's speaking or, you know, it's not like a formal engagement. Where we're literally coming to have happy hour, yeah. drink, have a good time, chill. That's it.
1: That's it. All right. Well,
0: that was episode 22. That's it, y'all.